Okay, to the federal election next. In this election, not only the shortest, only 36 days, but it's also shaping up to be the most expensive election in Canadian history, believe it or not. Here's the editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun, Adrian Batra, joins us now for more on this on Global News Radio. Adrian, good afternoon. It's great to be with you, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. All right. Apparently, the estimated cost of this election is $610 million. That's more than $100 million more than the last time around in 2019. I know the price of coffee is going up, Adrian. The price of gas as well is in the news. I had no idea the price of elections was also skyrocketing. Yeah, inflation hits everything, doesn't it, Jeff? Well, you know, there used to be this old adage, you can't put a price on democracy, but we certainly can put a price tag on the election. And it's going to hover in around, as you said, $600 million. But let's sort of break down where that increase is coming from. Obviously, Elections Canada has to implement far more protocols with respect to this being uh, uh, our first national election in the middle of a pandemic. We've had provinces across the country for the last year and a half Some of them have also had provincial elections. You saw the cost of theirs going up for the very similar reasons. Protocols had to be implemented, which can cost money in order to ensure safety for the voters at the the polling stations. And and so those are contributing to, um, I mean, almost half of that cost. The other side of this, Jeff, is we do have a growing country. And so it takes um, far more resources to to get to more and more voters. Um, I will like to say, however, this still remains an infinitesimal amount compared to what our American friends down south spent, which was $14 billion on the 2020 uh, presidential election. So um, the $600 million mark is is staggering. It's a huge amount. uh, It's a huge number. But it seems to be in keeping with the measures that we've needed to take and and with uh, the growing population. Sure. And obviously, we want to keep everyone, every voter uh, safe uh, during the uh, pandemic. So a lot of this is on face masks, uh, disposable uh, pencils, uh, plexiglass shielding, uh, that sort of thing. Also wondering if you've heard anything, Adrian, about whether or not the pandemic might result in a uh, vote delay, uh, getting the uh, results uh, maybe a little later than we're we're used to normally here because of, you know, some of the protocols in place. We're used to sort of seeing seeing the staggering uh, across the country as polls close in different parts of, of the different provinces. And then we have, you know, we sit on an election panel with someone like yourself as the anchor, Jeff, and then we analyze the results and we all and then we all get to go home at the end of, at the end of the night, sometimes late. But we just, it's all within uh, it's all within the same day. It's entirely possible that could happen this time around. Right now, Canadians all across the country can actually vote in what's called a special ballot. If they chose to, they have to sign up online and they get their their ballot in and then they send it back. Um, But with uh, the increase with mail-in ballots, you know, because let's face it, we are in a fourth wave. Many Canadians will not feel comfortable physically going to a polling station and and marking their X down. So those, those considerations have to be made. And in Canada, those ballots are hand counted. There's, there's, you know, the notion of the machines that that they're hand counted. So um, if you kind of do the math, which I'm terrible at, and I won't even try to do it, but you think of like how many millions of ballots can potentially be um, brought in. They can o- they can o- be opened on election day. There's no way we're going to have all of the results um, within uh, on the evening of September 20th. It's, I don't I don't think we will have a result, mm. especially if we're in a minority government situation, which is going to make it so very, very important 
And then back to the price issue, Canadians will be wondering, well, if we get the same result, what the heck did we just have an election for? But um, there's there's going to be um, it's in tight races. You and I know how this works. There will be challenges. So it could take some time. All right. Do you expect the turnout to be down because of the pandemic and everything we've uh, just discussed? And is that going to be, do you think, uh, maybe one of the big headlines or one of the big stories come Election Day? Uh, Do you expect the less Canadians to go to the polls for an election that, uh, again, you know, there are some people out there, as you just alluded to, believe that this is an unnecessary election, that we just had one less than two years ago and might be unmotivated to get to the polls? You know, it's really tough to gauge that question right now. I think that Canadians are still in, um, you know, enjoying their their tiny bit of freedom that they've just gotten from COVID. You know, they're outside. They're enjoying their summers before kids go back to school. Fingers crossed. Uh, I don't think that there's an engagement level that can can gauge that just yet. But it's really going to depend on part, you know, in part with the parties, you know, whose base is so motivated. So, Traditionally, you think that those that vote conservative would want they want to go to the election polls on Election Day, uh, whereas perhaps for the NDP and liberals, their voter bases would favor, you know, the mail in ballot or that, that sort of thing. But it, it's really going to be an interesting one this time around because Canada, um, Elections Canada is printing so many more home, um, at home ballots, mail in ballots. Uh, is this going to be sort of, you know, the, the the wave of the future, as it were? So this is this is going to be really interesting test uh, when it comes to uh, an election during the middle of a pandemic. Now, that's not to say that we haven't had mail-in ballots for many years. We have um, for for decades. We've had mail-in, but the but the sheer volume is going to be the difference this time around. All right. Just finally, give me your take. We're nearing the end of uh, week two here. The latest polls show that the Liberals and the Conservatives essentially in a dead heat. Do you think that's something that the Conservatives have done, or do you believe that the uh, Liberals have uh, kind of fallen back to the pack, uh, that they've uh, lost five points after the uh, initial poll at the beginning of the election? Well, I'm going to fall back to that notion of uh, governments lose, opposition parties don't win. And so I think what's happened, what we've seen unfold over the course of the last couple of weeks, Jeff, is the uh, the Liberal Party, they don't have much of a narrative. And so the narrative is being created for them. And it's all under the cloud, like you and I talked about last week, under just the disaster of, of Afghanistan. And as more and more sort of pictures come out of that, more and more stories come out of what has happened today in our complete abandonment of all those people um, in Afghanistan, that is going to resonate with Canadians. And so that, I think, is going to hurt. That's going to take over the uh, Liberals, uh, whatever announcements they make for even a couple more days. So they're losing um, days to campaign in in that sense because it's a short writ. But, um, you know, I think the Conservatives are looking at this and saying, all right, well, we're just going to continue with our policy announcements, sort of no sudden moves, steady, even hand. Um, and 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 not and hopefully no stumbles and no stupid things that candidates say, right? So maybe that's what they're banking on. But um, this is this is really telling how uh, how this has unfolded for the last two weeks. Now, whether or not the opposition and and, and let's not discount Jagmeet saying either he's seeing some popularity gain uh, himself. You actually see the Liberals um, declining, the Conservatives sort of being still, and it's the NDP that's actually taking votes away from the Liberals, which is going to cause give you cause for pause. Watch for in the next week where the leaders are, where the policy announcements ha- um, happen. Particularly, watch between Singh and Trudeau. 
Trudeau needs those progressives to continue to vote for, for the liberals in order for them to capture that elusive minor, a majority that he wants. Uh, and so that's going to be very telling. And over, or, over time, these elections can change in a day. You and I know that. And, and so uh, I, this is not over yet. Sure, it's a horse race and it's interesting for us. But uh, Canadians, I think, will be far more engaged just come the long weekend in September and mm-hmm. then uh, and right around the first leaders debate. All right. Adrian, appreciate it as always. Good to talk. What a pleasure. Thank you. All right. There's the editor in chief of the Toronto Sun, Adrian Batra, with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.